Hello, I'm your host, Kieran Brennan. With me, as always, my co-host. Welcome to the Hoverson Podcast as well. His name is... The man of Janice forgot rain. Kieran, that's three times in a row. <laughs> Are we getting old? <laughs> Are we getting old? Are we getting old? I like it. I like it. It suits It suits these more relaxed, the relaxed era of the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I think the it's cell the sun. Is, the cell is still is red. It. Go on, sorry. Uh, Nathan asked, is the cell still red? He's referring to him. So, yes, it is. Uh Welcome to episode 101. Kieran, we discussed it in the pre-show, but uh, how are you, sir? How are things on this beautiful day? Day after the longest day of the, the year, the summer solstice has, has, has passed and we're here for 101. I'm doing all right. Um, we got a brand new fucking like 4K Ultra HD HDR TV, so I'm fucking buzzed about that. I'm having a great time. I watched that Luca movie, the Disney Pixar one. I thought that was really good, especially if nice. you have younger kids or whatever. Um, but it looks so good. And games on it look so good. I fucking nice. love the thing. I'm having the best time. How about you? I'm good. I've been just seeing a couple of friends, recovering from the last week and working, um, playing a bit of golf, enjoying the weather. Weather's been really good, but I'm in work today and I'm kind of scared because the weather's good, which means I'm going to have to make ice creams. And my 99s <laughs> are fucking dreadful. Um there's not like I can do cups, like I can do good cups because it's easy to put ice cream into a cup. When you have to put ice cream on a ninety-nine, when you have to make a ninety-nine, no nah, man, I'm 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 not I'm not all about that. I'm not very good. Um, I don't have a steady hand. Like my hands would naturally shake. I don't know why, but like some people like can keep their hand, but my hand, I think it's just because I'm I'm always on the move. I think my hands just not, just aren't made for making ninety-nine. Mm. Or so you're I not going to be a surgeon then, no. No, no, I've no, not at all. I won't be doing any of my own operations, that's for sure. Um, but, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, you said video games there. I think that's good, uh, kind of little segue. We always look for little segues into first news stories. But, um, Kieran, you just had a live reaction to AEW's video game kind of first like mm. reveal of like the demo, and it looks like they're taking their time on it, which is very, very good. That's a very, very good thing when it comes to a video game. But what was your first impression? Kenny Omega, I believe, revealed it last week on like an update. But what do you think of the it's Darby Allen fighting some like kind of just regen like a, like a, just a normal like gen like kind of template? Yeah. But what did you think of it? It visually doesn't look good. It, it looks like okay at best. But now we've gotten into like an era of games or whatever where if it doesn't look almost real, what are you doing? But gameplay-wise, it looks pretty fun, pretty very arcadey, which is what they were going for, and clearly a throwback to like the older games, which I've never played, but I've seen a fair bit of gameplay from. Um, and hopefully, it's solid. I don't know. All, all the models look a bit bulkier than they do in real life. Or at least maybe I'm just haven't seen Kenny Omega in a while, but he looks a bit like thicker, you know. So I don't know really. I, I, I yeah, guess that's what they're going for. I think it's a slow development, maybe. I would guess that like it's kind of. There, this this game isn't going to be released for a good while, but uh, that the first signs of it, there is some positives. You take the positives from it yeah. and you improve on the negatives, and then you kind of produce the game. But yeah, um, it looks okay. I mean, I'd love to get like a game that I like because I was telling Kieran beforehand that like I think that a lot of these games um, lose their legs after two weeks. So hopefully, there's some sort of arcadey mode or some cool like kind of cool kind of segment or like part of the game or like mode in the game that kind of keeps you hooked in because yeah, well, that's, what we, the, that's what you need with these games all the wwe ones especially are very much they're less games at this stage and they feel a lot more like wrestling simulators 
and it yeah. makes them a bit of a chore to play. So hopefully this one is very much trying to be a game. But who knows? And it'll probably be cheaper as well. I can't imagine this will be like your usual 60, 50 euro. That's so many games are. I don't know. It's AW. I'm not sure if you have that no. name. I don't know. I, I, it, 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 it's a business at the end of the day. I don't know yes. yet. But um, yeah, uh, let's see how that goes. We'll follow that development on the podcast. If, when we get when they keep giving updates, they do them on YouTube every so often. But uh, yeah, another AW news. Cody and Brandy have a child, Kieran. <gasps> Cody and Brandy Congratulations. have a child into the universe. And do you want to know what they call her? Oh, do I? Liberty. <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's very American. That's, that's yeah, I was good. very proud. I was very proud of my tweet earlier this week when I said, "Let's hope she doesn't do well enough in life to get a statue, because then it'll be a very, very awkward moment with the American uh, society." And Mister America, Cody Rhodes's daughter, gets a statue of Liberty. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, really Liberty going in on the gimmick, isn't he? Liberty Iris. Ronald, the kid is called. Uh, yeah, um, Iris is the Flash's girlfriend, so I wonder if that's why he's picked Iris. Yeah, maybe. But congratulations! And in other baby news, Renee Young, Renee Paquette, apologies, and John Moxley have welcomed a beautiful baby Nora into the world. And we're See, going. There's to a congrat- nice fucking normal name, you know. Yeah. Nora Good. We are going to congratulate both Renee and John, unlike WWE, who went out of their way to just say congratulations to Renee Paquette on the birth of her child, <laughs> and just That's didn't funny. acknowledge that he was that John was it that that Moxley existed. Moxley also did a Q and A, like part. Uh, uh, Renee's producer did an interview with him, a Q and A with um, John Moxley on the oral sessions. And I would strongly go out of your way and listen. To, I listened to it li- like it premiered last night. It's like an hour long. And it's like Moxley just, uh, just shooting the shit about like just anything. It's so good. Like top five whiskeys. Um, how he became the something called the Titty Master. Don't ask. Just go and watch that story. It's um, John Moxley is a, is a national treasure. And I love him. Um, and he's very, very good. I'm very glad that... Uh, the fact that him and Hangman are going to be dads, I saw that tweet. It's like the fact that Hangman's expecting a child in November. The fact that Hangman and John Moxley are both uh, dads is scary thought in 2021. <laughs> Crazy. Is Kieran it's still good work on him though? Congratulations. Yeah, I'm still here. Don't worry. He's still here. Uh, but yeah, so baby news out of the way. Um, congrats. Baby related news, baby segue. Becky Lynch, she's been spotted yeah. in the performance center. Hopefully, oh, hopefully, training up to come back presumably at SummerSlam, because we've been hearing for a while that they want SummerSlam to be a big huge, show. Huge. And, it, you know, Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch is a fairly fucking massive match, I think. Yeah, she's caught up with um, Charlotte Flair right now, but I hope that feud would end soon and Charlotte would... Maybe in this... There's a there's a draft... Bland, draft... Happening in, like, a couple of months, so... Mm. I mean, if you need a brand split that often, there's a bit of a problem, but, you know, that, that's another issue. Last one. Oh, God. Can't even remember. Can't even remember. Yeah, it hasn't um, been that long. I mean, no, it's been a while, I feel. It's been like around the Co- Kofi Kingston, Brock Lesnar time, maybe. I don't know. But um, no, Becky Lynch is definitely trying to return. It's been reported that she was at the Foreman Center and then she was backstage at SmackDown. So she seems like the kind of person who, like, like it, it wasn't a case of having a baby. Like, having a baby was a bit of a factor to it, but it wasn't a case of, oh, I won't be fit enough to return. I'd say if she wanted to, 
she could have returned very early, but it was the case of she wants to like make sure her child has grown up enough and she's been with the child for the early stage of development enough before she returns. It wasn't a case of physical, it was just a case of the baby and in, in, in her case, I would say. I mean, yeah, I imagine so. Take your fucking maternity leave, man. Do whatever yeah, you want. And longer if you want, you know? Yeah, it's only been like a year and a bit. It just feels like so much longer. She's an absolute athlete though. You've seen her and like Rollins and like and Cesaro doing their like workouts and like their CrossFit um sets and stuff they are like extremely fit people so no doubt the becky lynch is going to come out come back like exactly like hope very very close to her like full full power and hopefully she can get like a few like one like tv matches where she beats a few people on tv get her knock the rust off and then go into that big feud yeah big feud which rhea ripley i'd, uh, say, I'd say they'd leave it to the pay-per-view before having her in a match she's so yeah. hot you know? Yeah, she'll lay out a couple of people, cut a couple of like, like I can't wait. Not not like creepy hot. I'm not a creep. I can't it's wait popular. for the uh the promos. The promos are gonna be insane. The fact that she's had like a year to sit on a lot of shit. Yeah. Um but yeah, um what else do we have? Uh new shows new show sets being built, Kieran. What did you think of that yes. when that news is coming out? The really production for... designer Jason Robinson has revealed they're building new stage and sets once the company resumes touring. Yes, presumably for yeah the new tour, which is I'm really excited for. That'll be awesome. It's been we've been stuck with the Thunderdome for so long, and I know that all shows kind of look the same anyway. But it'll be nice to have some sort of variations between them. NXT does it pretty well. I liked when they went to well, they're still there, the Capital Wrestling Center or something, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. That has a nice new look, and then they changed it again for In Your House, which I think was that this week or was that a while ago. That was last week, yeah. The takeover. Yeah. We, we we didn't review it unfortunately because it was the dead. It was like the night, uh, the, like the week after episode one hundred and one. But it was a, a solid pay per view, a really solid pay per view. But uh, we'll talk about what happened on the take on the NXT afterwards, which is the big. We've talked about NXT being stale. It's finally not stale, but we'll discuss that in a minute. But stages, yeah, um, but yeah. So I'm I'm curious and excited, casually excited for the new sets. Yeah. Um... I just want to get a quick story. Uh, former Impact announcer Don West, famous Impact announcer. Um, if you listened, watched Impact back in the day or watched any Impact videos, you'll know that voice, Don West, on commentary, uh, revealed last week that he's battling cancer. Um, West wrote that he's been diagnosed with a brain lymphoma and will begin immediate treatment. Um, he hopes he'll be back on the radio soon and hopes that chemotherapy will help heal him faster. So best wishes go to Don West. Don, like a lot of people, for like the hardcore wrestling fans, Don West was the voice of a lot of people's wrestling childhood because impact was very very that when that exhibition was in his height don west was the man on commentary so um yeah he served from 2002 to 2012 uh, alongside mike tenay uh, quite a famous commentary duo uh, so hopefully he gets better and all our best wishes go out to don west um but yeah uh we will move on to roman reigns versus john cena kieran what are your mm -hmm. thoughts there's been john cena had an interview with chris van vliet um where he uh basically said he will be back uh he's talked about he talked about how he can't wait to come back but he doesn't think the pandemic era would have worked for him but it has worked for a lot of people like roman reigns building up their character do you agree with that in terms of there's a lot of people who were needed to have a like work on their character without like that crowd reaction because if roman reigns had another character in front of a crowd i fear for what would have happened but now that he's built up that the fans will come back with a lot more trust Whereas John Cena wouldn't quite have worked in front of no crowd, is what you said. Um, I would agree with that. When John Cena did work in front of no crowd, it was okay. 
but it wasn't great. And people like, I don't think Bobby Lashley would be champion right now if it wasn't for the Hurt Business getting a long time to kind of build them up, you know? Yeah. Um. So Roman has been teasing it as well. Um. He said uh, if John wants to get smashed, uh, on, on an interview with ASCC Network, he goes, if John wants to get smashed and he knows where it's at, when it comes to whooping people's ass, like, do not discriminate. Luchadors. Jesus, there's an ad. There's an American ad on... on, on Cesaro interview. Cesaro interview. Oh, my God. Cesaro interview. You know when you go on those, like, sites and there's, like, little small TVs pop up on, like, the corner yeah, and just start spouting crap? Um, if John wants to get smashed, he knows where I'm at. When it comes to whooping people's ass, I do not discriminate. Luchadors, Matt Wrestlers, Legends, Hollywood Superstars, anybody can get it. And this comes after they reported that they're going to be turning Roman Reigns' babyface. Have you heard about this? What? Um, Roman Reigns is going to go into a natural babyface transition. And I've kind of seen the signs of it on SmackDown in terms of like telling Jimmy to go look after his brother, to go find his brother, or tell Jay to go find Jimmy after Jimmy uh, went away for a bit. Um, obviously, they had the Hell in a Cell match. And did you see he tossed Dominic across the arena? That was really cool. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video of Dominic Mysterio getting powerbombed to the outside. Um, that was really cool. But yeah, I'll look it up here now and try and get some info. But Roman Reigns been transitioned back into a like a baby face with the same kind of character here. Huh. That's interesting. Uh, I could see it maybe working. I'll see, we'll have to wait and see how the crowds react to him when he's back and um, when they're back. But yeah, no, um, John and fucking Roman. I don't know if it's going to happen. I've said it before, but SummerSlam is like August 21st, and that's not long after the Suicide Squad movie is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Cena is going to be busy, you know, marketing the fuck out of that and doing all the press for that. So it's it's hard to tell. I can't wait for that movie. That's going to be great. Um, I'd like to see the match. It's I, I Obviously, WWE would really want it to happen, but for logistical reasons, I don't know if it even can. Uh, I'd say SummerSlam they'll try and get him in. I know they're trying to get Lesnar in as well. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff happening in WWE. They're trying to get a lot of people back for that big pay-per-view. Uh, if they can get them all back, that'd be insane. Um, but yeah, like it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Um, WWE filed to trademark the Roman Reigns head of the nick, uh, head of the table nickname. Hmm. And so they seem to be going full full blow with, with the character. Whether it's going to be in a baby face, I wonder how they change it into a baby face. But you know, we'll see. Um, but there is a bit of backstage. Uh, obviously, we 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 can't talk with WWE without a bit of backstage kind of controversy. Both NBC and Fox are unhappy with WWE, and this probably explains why the Hell in the Cell match was on Friday, Kieran. Yeah. NBC Universal and Fox two broadcast partners are poorly both unhappy with some of the decisions made by the promotion in recent weeks. W presents both Monday Night Raw and NXT, which is owned by NBC, while W Network has been exclusively presenting uh, streaming service in the beginning of April, blah, blah. Fox, meanwhile, has SmackDown. According to Dave Meltzer, NBC Universal were very unhappy that W removed the Universal Hell in the Cell match between Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio from Sunday's Hell in the Cell show, set to be streamed to your Peacock, and instead put on Friday on SmackDown. Fox, on the other hand, take an issue how regularly... how regularly promote Peacock on SmackDown. There are reportedly numerous individuals that, from Fox that are unhappy. With both Fox and NBC finding problems, Vincent Mann is having to play a balancing act in order to keep both broadcasters content. It's, it's such a unique situation to be in where you have like multiple shows on different networks, you know, and they all have to interlink 
and they're all promoting and building to the same events. It's so weird. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. It's really messy. And like it causes like the kind of backstage politicking that you kind of get with wrestling. Um, and obviously the cell matches move, which wouldn't have made them quite like happy. Um, they got some good matches on the Hell in a Cell, like we had Bailey and Sarah, Bailey and uh, Bianca. Um, we had uh, Rollins and Cesaro, um, and we had the main event, which was uh, I, like apparently was decent. Unfortunately, it was been a very busy couple of days. I didn't get to watch it all, but um, it looked like it was a good match. There, uh, Bianca and I watched Bianca and Bailey, and it was fantastic. Uh, the use of the hair in the match was very, very good. Mm. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, see what happens going forward. Uh, hopefully they never have to do anything like that again because it was so weird the way the Roman Reigns match was on and it just I hate the way WWE do these things and they just don't give a valid explanation on TV like write something into a storyline quickly like I I'm not a fan of it I'm not I, I can't I can't honestly I couldn't sit down and watch two like two or three hours like three hours of Raw like I can sit down and watch AW no problem it's my like Thursday like now that they're on Fridays it's like my Saturday morning thing. Uh, but they they're going to be moving back to Wednesday next week yeah, after the Saturday night dynamite. So I watch that live. I have no problems sitting through tours of dynamite, but I find it very very hard to sit through the main roster because the storylines just aren't there. Yeah, and even the Roman Reigns one recently, the Rey Mysterio one, I haven't been in. That's the first one where I've been like, this is filling time. There's definitely the reception there. feels very lukewarm to it as well. No one's really talking about it. It's the it's it's the filler one. It's you remember they were going to run out of people like. They're yeah. going to run out of people, and they have. Like, they're apparently they're like positioning for Edge versus Seth Rollins for uh, SummerSlam. Now, I've said that before that that should be a few because of how Rollins tried to edge end uh, Ed, end Edge's career. And um, what would you think of that Edge and Rollins? Do you think that, I think that with the promos, I think they could build a very very good storyline. Yeah, no, I'd be way up for it. Um, I think the match could be really good. Edge has kind of proved that he does still have it. Um, and Seth is, as everyone knows, one of well, he at least was at one point. Maybe he's fallen down a bit now. But one of the best in the world, you know? So I'd like to see what they can do. And promo-wise, yeah, they can build off that past interaction. Who knows what they will do? Although I suppose a lot of Edge's feud so far has been building off past interactions. So Yeah, sadly, it's going to have to mean Cesaro is just going to get cast aside, I'm assuming. Uh, but, you know, that WWE. Uh, former WWE Iconics file trademark for the Inspiration. Thoughts on the Inspiration as a tag team? With two no. eyes as well, it should be noted. Um, yeah, yes. that's fine. I don't know. It has yeah. two eyes. They'll do the pose. I don't know if Inspiration has the same ring as Iconic, but hey. Maybe just Inspire. We're going to Inspire, maybe. Ah, I yeah, that down. okay. There you go. There we go. Um, good babyface kind of seeds plant, planted there for like a like yeah. babyface, wherever. But, Kieran, we'll, talk, we'll go with NXT first. Let's go to NXT first. Uh, because we've, mm. we, I think I think we're finished with the news. Um, I think there's there's a few more bits, but we're, we need to move on. Kieran NXT needed an injection, and boy did it get it. William Regal walked out to the ring after the five way last night, and how carnage just 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 been carnage in NXT. He said that at the end of NXT Takeover, Regal said he didn't, something needs to change, and we were wondering what was it going to be. Unfortunately, the dirt sheets got hold of it, and it made it quite obvious what it was going to be. But William Regal walked outside like to the ring. He talked about his history, tearing up along the way. And he said with the chaos, he has decided he is no longer capable of working as the general manager of the black and gold brand. Oh, I'm about to sneeze. Give me two seconds. <coughs> we were about, we were holding we were holding some intensity there. I was about to cry for William Regal. But I sneezed. 
it's it's quite balmy. I don't know if anyone gets gets what I'm saying there, but when it when it's very warm, it gets kind of you kind of you feel your chest getting a bit kind of uh, just got a bit, a bit like chesty cough. But uh, Carrying Cross interrupted. He demanded that the that um that uh, Regal step down and give him power over NXT. Say the Cross was right until that music hit and Samoa Joe came out. Regal told Joe that he needed him to be general manager. And Joe refused to be the new GM. Instead, he wanted to make sure that Regal received his necessary respect from everyone. The offer was changed by Regal to allow Joe to be his new enforcer under two conditions. He was not allowed to compete, and he was not allowed to put his hands on talent unless provoked. Joe told Cross to leave my ring, and Cross just left. Uh, yeah, this he was really left. cool. He just—he did. He just left. Uh, the intensity from Joe is fantastic. Him as the enforcer is good. He obviously can't compete in the ring yet, but the fact that he can't be—he can't beat up someone until unless provoked—is really good as well. Um, keeps a bit of like a cap on the whole situation as opposed to just Joe going around, which I'd love to see. But it kind of keeps kind of like, oh, is someone going to provoke Joe? What is provoking Joe? What qualifies us getting provoked? It's kind of a cool little thing. Um, there were some good matches, like Ishida had a cruiserweight match. Um, Brizango defeated Imperium. Um, LA Knight turned on Ted DiBiase after winning the million-dollar title. Um, LA Knight won the million-dollar title in the ladder match. He beat up uh, Ted DiBiase, and Cameron Grimes came out and made the save. So it looks like they have built... This is actually quite fitting with the, what we're talking about the Roman Reigns. Cameron mm-hmm. Grimes' new character was built up as a dickish heel who got into a lot of money. And now with saving Ted DiBiase with this big fired up, um, fired up like baby face fire, he's now a baby face and he's going to try and take that million dollar title away from LA Knight. Interested enough, I just am not ba- I am back in LA Knight whatsoever. I'm not interested. <laughs> wow, um, not at all. No, I don't, no, I just don't think he... He doesn't fit NXT. He's a main roster. Like, like if you look at him, Kieran, he is main roster. Like, mm. uh, he can cut a good promo. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Zoe, uh, Io Shirai is back. Obviously, Poppy uh, came back and helped her return. Um, but my favorite segment of the show was backstage, Kyler Riley and Adam Cole were beating the crap out of each other. Um, again, screaming at each other. And Cole and... Um, Regal was trying to split them apart, and he said, "Great American Bash, you're gonna have a straight up singles match, Cole versus uh, O'Reilly." And he was like, "Since these are so pumped up, next week you can decide your own opponents to let off a bit of steam." And uh, they kept fighting with each other, and all of a sudden, Joe just bursts in and like separates them, and Cole like pushes Joe aside and attacks Kyle again. Joe just looks at Regal, Regal nods, and Cole just gets absolutely choked out to like just lifeless body by Samoa Joe in the coquina clutch mm. and Joe said Joe said like screams tell him when he wakes up Mr. Regal expects a decision and just walks off and I loved it it was so good it's something different it's Joe yeah everyone loves Joe and it was really really good and he's just so good on the mic so good at like making people just fear the, the man just by opening his mouth on the mic so yeah Kieran are you I, I'm I'm really happy uh, is Samoa Joe that kind of spark that we were talking about the NXT needs? Fuck yeah, he is. It's Samoa Joe. He can shake up the entire show, you know? And even, well, probably not, but potentially be involved in a match at some point, you know? It's, yeah, we'll it's been regal for a long, long time, and he's done a great job, but, you know, it's a nice way to change the landscape just a little bit. I think Regal's going to wrestle. That's a hot take for me. I think Regal's going to wrestle Adam Cole. 
I think we're building the Regal versus Adam Cole. Be, that would be a big match. I don't know. That would but be I a very it, main roster match as opposed to NXT. It's a very different style. Ah, uh, no, but it's no, but it's it's Regal, the longtime NXT general manager, kind of fighting one of his foes that have kind of like plagued his kind of mm-hmm. his general manager run. But anyway, the main event was fantastic. A tornado tie between Tommaso Ciampa that Tommaso Ciampa and Toothless Timmy, Tim Thatcher, as as Ciampa would call him against the Grizzly Young Veterans. And man, as you can expect, two fantastic tag teams, four wrestlers that are very, very good. Tornado Tag was just fantastic, and Champ and Thatcher won. So it looks like MSK are going to be fine, Champ and Thatcher next, Kieran. But uh, yeah, Champ and Thatcher, Grizzly Young Veterans are two fantastic tag teams. Yeah, should be good. Yeah, and MSK are really good at the top. That tag division is probably the best thing about NXT at the moment. Um, I just can't get into carrying crosses. I know there's a lot of people that do like them. I just can't get into them as a champion. Um, it's it's just very on NXT. It's a lot of stuff is right now. Um, it's very strange, but Samoa Joe will bring some life and vigor back into that company, and let's hope that uh, it continues. But um, was there anything on apart from a SmackDown when Dominic got thrown into the crowd? There wasn't really much from SmackDown plus Hell in the Cell happened. But Dynamite, Dynamite Friday Night Dynamite went down. And again, really, really solid show. We're building up the go home show for Friday, for Saturday Night Dynamite. Kieran, Jungle Boy in the main event against Kenny Omega. The last time there was a Saturday Night Dynamite, Brody Lee beat Cody Rhodes in two minutes for that TNT belt in a fanta- one of the best squash matches I think we uh, I've ever seen. Um, where we expected Cody to get that comeback, but Brody Lee just destroyed Cody Rhodes and took that that TNT belt and made it what it was. But um. The first match, Kieran, was the anticipated MMA rules cage fight between Jake Hager and Wardlow. There was an octagon in the middle of the ring to start off the show, and Jake Hager and Wardlow went at it. Um, Hager, there was just a lot of kind of like, they tried their best to kind of make it like an MMA fight, and obviously the, it wouldn't have looked perfect, but it was I enjoyed it for what it was. There was a lot of people that didn't like it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Um wasn't the best by any means, but... Um, yeah, Hager dropped him. Uh, it won when J- Jager, Jager, Hager won with the triangle, um, the triangle choke uh, via referee stoppage, and the pinnacle, the pinnacle attacked after them after the match. Um, Jericho was in MJ. It was Jericho was in uh, Hager's corner, and Spears was in Wardlow's corner as their cornerman, and they went at it. Um, MJF came out when everyone was down like a prick, and used the salt of the earth submission on Jericho, kind of breaking the elbow again. And then Dean Malenko interrupted, and uh, MJF punched Dean Malenko, who has Parkinson's in the face. Um, they built that up. They were like, Dean is quite ill, um, and MJF just punched him in the face. Um, and MJ- and then Sammy Guevara, who was so over right now, Kieran, that's how you build a star, pinning mm-hmm. someone in the stadium stampede. He came out, and the crowd went mental. And um, next week on Saturday Night Dynamite, it's going to be Sammy versus MJF. Um. Yeah, that was uh, really, really good. It kind of progressed the kind of inner circle, kind of interlocking storylines. We also had a promo about the about um, uh, Santana and Ortiz and um, and uh, FTR about how their their matches they're going to have a match down the line and how they're kind of they were talking about how they're like the same but they're different. I know they're from the like I know we're like they were like oh, we're from the Bronx and you're from North Carolina, but we had to sleep in our car and all that and 
Santana Ortiz were like, no, nah, you didn't have to live go through what we did. And I don't know about your career, but that's the, the thing that like with AEW that I really enjoy. They do these like previews as well before before shows. Without having people on TV, they can keep you so invested. And I think that's what WWE could benefit from if you wanted to keep people off TV. Like if you wanted to like keep people fresh and keep them off TV like week to week. These promos are something that they can kind of learn from and kind of you you don't need to have carrying cross on TV or you don't need to have um Roman even Roman Reigns to an extent. You don't need to have um obviously with the ratings, they probably need Roman Reigns, probably a bad example. You don't need Cesaro, you don't need Ron. You can easily just do a promo and if it if it's shot well, which I know W are great at, and the story is right, you can build people up even without having them on TV. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's something that probably should be used. Um, it, it makes them feel just a little bit more special, doesn't it? If they're yeah, off TV, just a, even just for a week. Yeah, and this was just like this was them just sitting down talking, and like it was just really, really intense. Two minutes just talking about their, their backgrounds and stuff, and talking about how they're gonna have their match and how they respect them, but they're gonna like kill, like like they try to end their career and take away food, food off their families' plate by pile driving them, and uh, that match is gonna be insane. They're two of the best tag teams in the world. So yes, please. Next up, we had Darby Allen, who chose this match. Uh, they uh, the men of the year, as Scorpio Sky and even Page call themselves, the men of the year. Um, challenged Darby to find a partner that wasn't Sting, and Darby told Sting to stay home. So they had a handicap match, and Darby tied um, tied uh, Scorpio and Ethan up and with a belt and nearly got the win, but. Um, but unfortunately, the numbers game was too much, and Page won with the ego's edge. It's good; they needed a win. I know it's like it's a heel win because it's in a handicap match, but they needed a win, and that was good. Um, Taz, Team Taz, laid down the challenge to Hangman Page. That's a uh, uh, Page against Powerhouse Hobbs on Saturday Night Dynamite because Page and Powerhouse Hobbs are both in the top five. Hangman's number two, I believe. Hobbs is number four. Um, he said, Hangman. Um, you against Powerhouse Ops next Saturday, special edition of Dynamite. Um, then we had Orange Cassidy versus Cesar Bononi. This was really weird because uh, they're called the wingmen, Peter Avalon, uh, Dolph Ziggler's brother, Ryan Nemeth, and JD Drake with Cesar Bononi. And they're all about like fashion. Um, so they tried to like put fake tan on Orange Cassidy and it was really weird. Uh, but then... Um, their best friends catapulted Orange Cassidy over the top rope and like he landed on them and then he won with the orange punch. It was kind of weird. Hopefully Orange Cassidy gets back on. This is hopefully just something like to get Orange Cassidy back on TV after the main event. Um, but yeah, uh, we also had the debut of Cody Rhodes and Brock Anderson versus QT Marshall and Aaron Solo of the factory. So Brock Anderson was announced as Cody Rhodes' partner. Kieran, he was very green. He was okay, but he, <laughs> he he looks exactly like his dad, and he had a lot of the same mannerisms. But my God, he wasn't. I don't think he was ready, but um, but it was really really solid. Um, uh, it was really weird because at the end, um, uh, it was uh, Brock Anderson won with the jackknife roll up, but uh, Cody was on the ramp because he had like beaten up QT Marshall. Who are QT Marshall and Cody are having a strap match next week um, in Miami because uh, they're returning to touring. So in like a week, like in a couple of weeks, actually, sorry, they're having a uh, South Beach strap match. Um, it was a really nice moment where Brock and um, 
Brock and Aaron embraced um, to put an exclamation point on the kind of on his whole win. But Cody wasn't in the ring, and we all know the history between the Andersons and the Rhodes. Kieran, do you think this is kind of building to kind of like? Could you see Aaron Anderson kind of like turning heel on Cody Rhodes because of like the history between Dusty and like the Four Horsemen? Is that like an easy story to write and something that like we shouldn't even be surprised if it happens? How easy is it though? Because if it's too easy, it, maybe it's a red herring type thing, you know? If that's what everyone's yeah. thinking, AEW could twist it and do something else, you know? Yeah, I just don't think uh, Brock Anderson is ready enough to have a single feud with Cody Rhodes. Um, oh. It's something that's, that's possible right now. But if Aaron was to bring in like a, someone bring in someone then maybe but um who knows maybe he could bring in someone um to be like like to like we, we found someone else to take under uh to, to take uh brock under his wing and it could be like an alistair black thing or something which probably wouldn't suit but there's people out there um penalty before it beat julia hart this was strange um it was like miro came out and um after Griff, because Julia Hart is with Griff Garrison and um, and my favorite tag team, the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison and um, fucking Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman Jr., man. Um, the man who was actually in the TNT title match next week. Because Miro came out, and this is weird, because remember Miro was with Kip Sabian? Um, he came out and was like, this is unfair against Penelope. And then he flattened Griff Garrison, and then Pillman came back, and then the re- uh, he, Pillman tried to beat him up. So like Miro was like defending the girl, the wife of the guy that he like told to fuck off, and then they like continue, they fought, and then um, it was announced that next week Miro and Pillman are gonna fight for the TNT belt. I'm not complaining about that. I'm a big fan of Pillman. He deserves this opportunity. It should be a good match. Mm. Um, again, we had another amazing Doctor Britt Baker promo. She's so good in the promos. Um, and Vicky interrupted Britt Baker and announced that next week. And I'm sorry, in two, in, on AEW's return to Wednesday nights on June 30th, Nyla Rose will team with Vicky Guerrero to fight Britt Baker and Rebel, not Reba. That could be like, I know they're building to the, the Britt Baker title match with Nyla Rose. Maybe this is just like, maybe uh, Vicky and Rebel uh, will kind of like have a little scuffle on the outside. I think this will be very focused around, um, very, very focused around uh Nyla and uh, Britt Baker. Now, my favorite part of the show, Kieran. Ooh. Hangman. We're going to... Rian's Hangman. Every time we're on the show, Rian has it. Five minutes about how good this Hangman story is and how they're Wanking keeping... Wanking off Hangman. Up, update. They're keeping the story on the right track. Because the Dark Order had a promo where um, they... Basically, he was like, Marvez was like, Hangman, do you accept the challenge from uh, Team Taz and Powerhouse Hops? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, we beat you last week and we'll beat you again. Um, and then, um, he basically, Marvez said, uh, obviously next week on Saturday Night Dynamite, it's going to be Jungle Boy versus Kenny Omega. I'm sure you're going to have to keep an eye on that match since you're like the number one, number two contender on the list. I'm sure you're going to be keeping an eye on it. And Hangman just completely skips over the question. He's <laughs> just like, He's like, you see what, like, my, my boy, like, John is nearly back from injury. And Uno, we know you, uh, like, uh, he's like, Five's got a new jacket and it's really cool. And uh, then he was like, and then Uno, he was like, Uno. And Uno was like, I lost. And he was like, no, no. Uno gave a really good impression of himself in that TNT title match. And we're all proud of him. And then he just starts screaming, Uno. And everyone from the Dark Order just starts chatting, Uno. 
I loved it. Because Hangman, this mental kind of, this mental block in his head of, of Omega that he doesn't want to go near him and he doesn't feel like like that's his time yet. Like he completely ignored the question because he still is hurting inside of bed and he's trying to cope with that. He had the big glass of beer in his hand and he was like, we're all going to have a beer for Uno. And the fact that he just skipped over it, this is the perfect way of kind of mm. like continuing it. It's a nice flow to the story. I really, really enjoyed it. I really, really did lo- love this. Um, it was really, really good. Um, Andrade Alidolo had an interview. Um, with Jim Ross, um, where he was speaking really good English, and they put subtitles on him. That's odd. Uh, it was odd. Like honestly, you speak in better English than Jim Ross. Um, <laughs> Is that but, hard? Though? No, uh, but yeah, it was a bit weird. Um, but he basically said, uh, like, I am in like AEW to win titles. So the TNT title and the world title are my goals. Um, and then uh, he he was asked about Vicky's inclusion, and he said Vicky. He talked about Eddie Guerrero, which is the perfect way to do that. Vicky is his manager because Eddie Guerrero was a third generation superstar, and Trade is a third generation superstar. And he says, "Me and Vicky have a surprise." It's like, oh, what's Andrade's surprise? Could be his old uh, love because um, Andrade was part of the original um, La, Los Ingobernables. Do you know Los Ingobernables? The um, the Naito faction in Japan. Yep, Los you got a shot Yeah, Los Ingobernables started in Mexico. Um, so he, with Roosh, and Roosh is in a faction called La Faction Ingobernables in Ingo, or ROH. So maybe he's bringing in some of his old Mexican or J- Japanese buddies. And I will not complain about that. Because if you want something different, that man heading up a group of like really fired up um, outsiders, that could be really cool. Really, really cool. So yes, please. Um, and then we had the main event. A grudge feud match between Penta L Zero, Miedo, Eddie Kingston, and one of my fav- new favorite characters in wrestling here, and this elite hunter, oh. Frankie Kazarian. This Frankie Kazarian who's just on a mission to destroy the elite after they took Christopher Daniels away from wrestling. Um, battled Matt Jackson and the Good Brothers. So one half of the Young Bucks and Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows in a six-man and this is just a really good match. I love this whole Frankie Kazarian thing. There was like promos cut on him, like talking about how he's just going to destroy the elite, how he's going to take them out one by one. I love it. Um, and um, yeah, uh, Penta was on the top rope. It broke down at the end because Penta was on the top rope and Nick Jackson came out with the spray, the aerosol spray, the, the, the elite weapon of choice right now. And, and, and Carl Anderson scored the win with a super cutter on the elite win. Thanks to cheating. Um, these three guys are going to be Eddie, Penta, and uh, Frankie Kazarian are going to be still on their heels because uh, Pac and Phoenix were taken out by the Elite. And this was really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Solid episode of Dynamite. And then we also had the promo between Jungle Boy and Kenny Omega this week, where Kenny said, Jungle Boy, you can take a free shot. And uh, they got into a brawl. They jumped into a car and. Uh, the elite left uh, Michael Nagazawa to get beaten up by Jungle Boy. But man, Kieran, next week, I said on Twitter, <laughs> at the start of the pandemic, Jungle Boy was in a tag team. He was a really good wrestler, but everyone was like, where's his ceiling? And coming out of the pandemic, back into fans, next week on Saturday night, main event, primetime slot for for, AW, for AW on TNT. We're going to have the... Tarzan Boy music hit in the main event of Dynamite in a world title match against Kenny Omega. 
that's how you build a wrestler. It's pretty exciting. It's yeah. pretty exciting. And I don't care. Like everyone knows, like if we're, if we're wrestling, sadly we're wrestling fans in these days, he's gonna lose. But yeah, yeah. There's no way he can't come out of this looking better than he went into it. There's gonna be some near falls. There's gonna be some like close moments. It's gonna be fantastic. I cannot wait for this match. Presumably, he'd be injected into like a fucking like a, oh, a yeah, mid card no, always... feud. You know, a big mid card feud afterwards. You know. Oh yeah, like he'll always be a like yeah. Of course he will. Like he'll, he, there's no way you can't go. Like you're, the only way is down from the title match, but going down from a title match isn't exactly going down. Uh, not at all. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, really excited. They're really, really building it well. But yeah, I'm, I've really, really enjoyed watching Dynamite lately. Um, I actually bought the Fight Network pass, so you get like Dynamite, wow. you get like like for your own months to watch Dyn- all all the Dynamites. That's not uh, too bad at all. No, it's not. It's on. I think it's like four nine, maybe four nine nine. But it's not too bad at all. Uh, we're gonna be back. We're gonna be streaming Saturday night Dynamite. I've decided that now. We're gonna be streaming. It's gonna be one a.m. Sadly, we haven't been able to stream Friday night Dynamite because, to be honest, three a.m. I'd rather watch it in the morning. <laughs> Saturday night Dynamite one. It's it's on Prime. The Prime slot one a.m. Me and Klong and whatever guests want to join us, we'll be back uh, to review it but i think uh i think that's our review in wrestling but uh sorry i talked too much there about uh dynamite but um i think in terms of the recommendations uh kieran i'll let you get on to yours in two seconds but i just want to say thank you to everybody um we raised 1065 euro last week which is just insane Um my hair will be going blonde as soon as me and jack can meet up and my good friend jack uh, we'll be dying my hair with frosted tips, but man, one thousand and sixty-five euro. That was like a wild ride. I didn't ex- didn't expect that whatsoever. Um, it was insane. Having Kieran in there in the last in the last few minutes was just crazy. Mm. Took me a while to recover from it, but I was grand <laughs> a few days after. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thanks because not like I didn't really. It's so weird. Every time there's a fundraiser, I've seen it all the time. You don't really expect to, like you see like the money is like quite low. Was in like low, not. Like, like it was, it was like 250 euro at midday. And I was like, are we going to reach our target? And then just shout out to Dave who donated like 160 quid after he reached the target. Um, a good friend Dave from, uh, that I met at the wrestling, just an absolute legend. Uh, Jesus, like, I just want to say thank you to everybody. And that money is, I got, um, little, nice little, as you can see there, I got a nice little package. I got a jigsaw water bottle. I got a snoo that I can wear as a mask. Uh, I got a wristband and, um, a t-shirt. So I got a free t-shirt as well. And the money is being taken. The best thing about it, I donate 100% of it goes to it. And they are taking the money right now. It's being transferred over right now. Um, they're taking all the money and they're going to use it to uh, help a lot of people. So thank you very much. Um, and in terms of recommendations, um, if this is what you're into, the latest episode of the podcast that I listen to, obviously I've said it before, like Jack Mates Happy Hour, they have like one of the leading neurosurgeons uh, in the world on to talk about like sleep paralysis wow. and kind of why the brain does things why people have ocd so if you're into like stuff like that it's a really interesting listen like two hours it's a very very interesting listen on them why the brain why the brain does certain things because um i've always been interested in sleep paralysis because i've never had it but i've heard like it's a very scary thing and ocd is quite interesting to like looking behind it so if you're interested in that sort of thing and uh, then have a look at that that would be my recommendation but kieran uh you have already said you've been watching a lot of stuff on that 4k tv but have you got anything that you want to uh, recommend I watched Luca. I mentioned it earlier. Luca, the new Pixar movie. It's quite good. It's very cute. And I watched Aladdin. Oh, I love Aladdin so much. Everyone's mm-hmm. seen it. I don't know. The animated one, of course. Not the shitty fucking live action one with Will, Will Smith. Smith. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> um, classic Aladdin. 
is one of my favorite animated movies. I love it so much. So everyone just watch that. I love Disney Plus. Disney Plus is the best. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else? I haven't. I haven't been on a Netflix kick lately. Like, there's some stuff that I really want to get into. Um, that I just haven't watched. It's sometimes you just gets like so busy that you just kind of like slip into your comfort zone and just watching whatever YouTube video pops up in your subscriptions. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I'm watching a lot of the Euros and a lot of football. Um, yeah, check out football, any of the football content. Aaron and Eddie, uh, they were on this show last week. Aaron and uh, Eddie Sideburns were on the, on the, um, the football the streets never forget they're doing daily euro shows so go and check over there check over there on their channel uh, obviously tom foodery are still doing an amazing podcast they've they come out with their latest one there um and all our friends who helped out just go and check out every single one of them because that stream wasn't a one-man thing we needed a lot of help and we got it so just check out everyone project it's chinwag speech the chinwag podcast are doing their chinwag week so go check that out on project it's and plus at a time are gonna be back soon so yeah um let's take it home uh me and kieran are both uh gonna go gonna go to work <laughs> gonna go and earn that earn that bread but um kieran i it's been a pleasure we will be back we'll hopefully nail down a more like it's very hard to but hopefully we can nail down some some cool stuff and just kind of get to keep the pod get the podcast back on the uh the rails with a few maybe maybe a takeover throwbacks return soon but uh i will see you guys very very soon and kieran it's time to take it home yeah, well, this has been the Hallway Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Brennan. With me, as always, my co-host. The man at the genetics forgot, Ryan. And as we Ow. say at the end of every episode of the Housing Podcast, get that bread. Get earn that, that bread, baby. Earn that bread. Bye-bye. Man, my mic just, like, scraped off. <laughs>